Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm IRL Edition. I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? And then finally, do me a favor, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I ask each and every single episode, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. Some about these algorithms are beyond my knowledge. Uh, if you don't hit the like and subscribe button, you ain't going to hear me or know about me. And everybody else in the world ain't going to know about me. I, I made a lot of noise uh, right now on the uh, audio aspect, meaning Spotify, uh, Apple, and Google Podcasts. But dude, that I got my hundred thousand, like I got my listeners out there, right? My thing is, I need viewers. Now, if you're a listener, please join me on YouTube or on Twitch and view the show and hit that follow, like, subscribe button. Or if not, tell your friends who enjoy viewing the show to hit the follow, like, subscribe button. And remember, tell your friends and family about the show. I'd gladly appreciate it. Now, like I tell you each and every single time. I got the driver. I got the individual who runs the show. It's the one, the only, the ravishing Renata. How you doing there, ravishing? I'm doing well. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for driving the show. Uh, I know some of you are like, hey, Dwight, what happened? You know, we try to do this IRL edition uh, usually around Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. Today we had to push it back just a smidge, almost 45 minutes uh, due to complications with the hardware and software that we're using uh that's beyond my scope all i know is i'm the you know the looking good looking guy in front of the camera but with that being said you know ravishing you had a hard time i understand so uh let the uh viewing audience and audience audience know just a smidge of what was going on that you had a little bit of struggle it had to do with some of the new images that we're gonna show tonight Okay, a little spoiler there. Yeah, we're we're working on, you know, the funny thing about this is that we're always looking to upgrade and make a difference on the show. We we would like to try to have fun. And for us to have fun, you know, we're trying new experimental stuff out. Hopefully you do enjoy it. So you like I said, each and every episode. Unfortunately, we didn't bring it up today. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Greg's Games. That's right, Greg's Games. You can find them at 2103 White Horse, Mercerville Road, Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619. Let me just tell you, it's a great shop. Uh, you know, they expanded the shop. You can play there. You can do Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon. They got the Dungeons and Dragons. They got the Warhammer. Anything and everything that you need. Looking for tabletop games? It's a moral imperative to show up. It doesn't matter if you're in Philadelphia, come over the bridge. If you're in New York, hey, come on down the New Jersey Turnpike. Yeah, you'll get there. And if you're in Baltimore, it's Baltimore. What can I say? It's, at least it's not Cleveland, right? Oh, I don't want to insult the people in Cleveland, but I've been to Cleveland. Mm. But do me a favor. If you're in the Baltimore area, come up. Come to the Jersey Show. You'll have a good time, and especially if you stop at Greg's Games. And when you're there, tell Greg, hey, I heard about you on uh, MTG Ectoplasm, and uh, he does a great job, and he supports you. So remember, Greg's Games, 2103 Whitehorse, Mercerville Road, Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619. I forgot. Remember that the, uh, you know, how they're doing the competitive play coming up. This is a, a premier shop, so that means two people 
you know, succeed in that LGS, you know, they go to the regional. So you got two chances right there. And then unlike every other LGS that you may go to just one. So that's your, there you go. Greg's games. I love Greg's games. I'm a big fan. I'm actually going to go there tomorrow. I gotta, I, you know, it's payday tomorrow and uh, time to spend, spend, spend my money. Oh, talking about spend, spend, spend. And, you know, we're doing a new thing tonight, and it's called Buy or Sell. Thanks to our friend, Aspiring Spike, he decided to make these, you know, he made a tier of cards that are playable, non-playable. And I said, you know what, this is going to be fun. Let's change it up a little bit because the fact that I always do top 10s and the top 10s are, mm, the audience is like, ah, I like it, oh, I don't like it. And this time around, there's really really next to nothing that that benefits the the spirit tribe with the exception of one thing okay and we're gonna get to it but i want to ask the ravishing do me a favor bring up the image the first image and i want to thank my friend mike that's right he's a listener he's a viewer of the show and he said hey dwight you know that the image that you were talking about last night on your show is one and only grave lighter Great lighter, grave lighter. Sorry, I can't even speak tonight. I'm just all jumbled up. It's a spirit. And I was right about that, but it's a black spirit, too generic and a black, a 2 2 flying spirit. And it reads whenever a grave lighter enters the battlefield, draw a card. Not bad, right? If a creature died this turn, otherwise, each creature sacrifices a creature. So. If a creature died, you get to draw a card. Okay, not bad. If not, sacrifice a creature. Hmm. Where have I seen this before? In the same mana cost. Oh, Flashbag Marauder. Very comparable, right? The only difference is this one's a flyer. Flashbag Marauder's not, but Flashbag Marauder is a 3-1, while this is a 2-2. Hmm. Uh, I, I, for me personally... I love this card. I like this card a lot. Now, as a spirit pilot, is it playable? It just needs the right deck. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have to bring back one of my friends of the show, uh, Peter Valco. He actually showed me a deck list for Historic that is running, you won't believe it, ready? Golgari. Golgari spirits in Historic. And when he brought it to my attention, I was like, holy crap, this, you know, you're going to have to play it. You're going to have to test it out for me and you'll let me know how it is. You know what? It looks like a fun deck. Truly, it looks like a fun deck, but I'll tell you more about that eventually. So I want to thank my friend Mike, uh, who listens to the show, to bringing this this card to my attention, Grave Lighter. Now it's time to get to the meat potatoes of the episode, right? So let's get to this list that aspiring spy created and he had different lists of uh playables possible so on and so forth but I, i'd rather take all the cards that he mentioned and tell you to buy or sell so let's look at the first cards or shall i say cards that they are and they're the charms that's right ladies and gentlemen the charms you got riveter's charm and obscura charm now the riveter's charm is the jund card okay the obscure obviously is the one oh that's right esper charm they just 
you know, decided to call it whatever these uh, uh, crime families were. So let's read River to Charm first. It's a black, a red, a green. It says choose one. Target opponent sacrifices a creature or a planeswalker they control with the highest mana value among the creatures and planeswalkers they control. Not bad. Not bad at all, right? The second one, the second modal says exile the top three cards of your library until until your end next end step you may play those cards hold on sorry i misspelled exile the top three cards of your library until your next on end step you may play those cards not bad solid very solid then the last model is exile target player's graveyard oof oof if let me just tell you if you're if you're a graveyard graveyard deck and you got to worry about that that's that's quite troublesome right there is that card playable well let me get to the next card obscura charm white blue and a black and it raised choose one right another modal card with three in there return target multicolored permanent card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped Ooh, ooh, that's a little sexy right there. Next model says counter target instant or sorcery. Okay, not bad. Let's read the last one. Destroy target creature or planeswalker with mana value three or less. I like it. I've, I, I'm a fan, but I'm going to be honest with you. People in the spirit community, especially in the Facebook community, have been saying, this is great. This is awesome. This is going to fit spirits because it's white and blue. And all we got to do is, spl- you know, splash in black. Well, we haven't flashed in black since ever. And now don't get me wrong. Grave lighter would be a nice addition to splash into black. But honestly, I think this card is really great for decks especially if you are playing control. There is an Esper control deck out there that did exceptionally well uh, in the beginning of last year in 2021, and it it reached its crescendo uh, near the end of spring. Now, Riveter's Charm, I think it's an amazing card, especially if you're playing Jund. uh, Yeah, if you're playing Jund, why not? Why would you not want to play this? I'm telling you right now, both of these cards are a buy. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I would tell you right now to go out there and get your play set. It doesn't hurt. And the fact that both of these are uncommon, how could you not want to buy these? It's great. These these cards, both of these cards are amazing. And for those who play Commander, you know, because Commander tends to be the, the most be the most popular the most extravagant format there is in magic the gathering of course why would you not put them in there it's pretty good so let's go to the next uh group of cards and of course they are the triumphs okay we're not calling the triumphs or the headquarters or whatever they're called the original triumphs were exceptionally successful exceptionally successful now once he's decided to sit there and and you know create or complete the cycle with Rafine's Tower, Ex- uh, Xander's Lounge, uh, Zayorda's Proving Ground, 
Sparta's headquarters in Jedmir's garden. So these are solid cards. Let me just tell you, I like them just because the fact that, you know what? I, I'm a person that likes completion. I like settling and finishing things. That's why I'm actually hoping for Modern Horizons 3 to come out sooner than next year. Maybe in May or June of next year. I'm hoping it comes out. I'm, I'm just hoping it comes out soon. Why? Because then you, if we get the completion of the Horizon Lands, I'm desperate to get the completion of the Horizon Lands because... I'm a fan of Azoria Spirits, and why would I not want the white and blue Horizon Land, right? Well, here we are with the completion of the Triomes. Now, when it comes to Spirits, realistically and honestly, the only one that actually benefits us is Sparta's headquarters. Now, you're going to go, well, Dwight, it comes in the play tapped. Why and when would we play Sparta's headquarters? Well, here it is. We learned from D-Star, who ended up making the Yurion build, that he does have a triome there. But this triome makes a little bit more sense because the fact we already have a Bant build. So why would we want the Jeskai card or Jeskai triome instead of this Bant triome? Just saying, it's just saying, just throwing it out. Why would we not want to add this particular card in there over the just guy one? Now, realistically, do I see a game playing the band? Too slow, but these cards are beautiful. They are sexy. And if you don't, if you haven't seen the original triumphs, when they came out, there were five bucks. Five bucks when they originally were released, and people slept on them, and now they're between what, uh, fifteen to almost twenty dollars. So what I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, eventually, these cards, they're going to increase in value. For me, I'm going to tell you right now, these cards are a buy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, buy these. Get them now before because what I what I tell everybody, realistically and honestly. Just like life, the hardest thing to own and maintain is land, owning property, because property always tends to increase in value. You don't believe me? Hmm. Look at Gaia's Blessing, right? I mean, uh, Gaia's Cradle, sorry, Gaia's Cradle. That shot up in value. Do me a favor. Look at Library of Alexandria. Hmm. Look at all the original dual lands and the uh, shock, the original value of the shock lands. Holy crap, those shot up. Oh, did I mention the fetch lands too? The originals? They've shot up through the roof. Well, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's your opportunity. And the fact that they come in showcase, there's like two other variations of this. I, I, I don't want to speak on my back end, but there's two different variations of this. So this is hands down. Get them while they're hot because when they're gone, they're going to be harder and harder to find and harder and harder to get. Because honestly, as much as I like these, the set isn't that strong. So there means that less packs are going to be open. 
So it's going to be harder to get these and even the showcase and the prettier versions. So that's what I'm telling you, hands down, these are a buy. Now let's look at the next card and card quarter cards. And here we go. Unlicensed hearse. Now to me, I find this a little disturbing because for those who don't know, a hearse is a vehicle in which you put a dead body and you drive in it. Right. So it's like a funeral procession. That's what a hearse uh, is for. Well, this unlicensed hearse is a two mana value artifact vehicle with X, oh, sorry, star star. And it crews for two. Okay. It's not bad, but let's, let's figure out what the star star is, right? You tap this vehicle or artifact, exile up to two cards from a single graveyard. Okay. This is not bad. I'm okay with this. And it says unlicensed hearse power and toughness are equal to the number of cards exiled with it. This is okay. And I'm going to tell you why it's okay. Because the fact that you get to exile cards. Now we know, honestly, you know, there's progenitus relic for one mana and those one card. I think it's a little bit better than this card. But the fact that it's a vehicle and you get the crew for two with the cards you're exiling, it's not that bad either. So it's basically a two for one, but you're paying additional mana and you're having to tap a creature later. Can I be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen? This card is a sell. This is a straight up sell. I understand where Aspiring Spike was coming from when he made his little list. But this card's a sell. You know, this is going to be just regular. You're going to find this in the dollar bins, unfortunately. And if you, right now, if this thing is card worth anything of value right now at pre-release before regular release hit comes, comes out, sell it now. Do yourself a favor. Don't hold on to it. You're going to be able to get this card for dirt cheap in two to three weeks. Sell this card. Now let's look at the next one, Ravishing, shall we? And the next card is Omnixless, the adversary. It's one white, a black, a red. It's a three uh, loyalty creature, or sorry, planeswalker. Now it reads Casualty X. Now, Ravishi, do me a favor. Read Casualty X for me if you don't mind. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The spike. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Casualty X. The copy isn't legendary and has starting loyalty X. As you cast this spell, you can sacrifice a creature with power x when you do copy this spell the copy becomes a token not bad this is an interesting now the next is plus one loyalty each opponent loses two life unless they discard a card interesting if you control a demon or a devil you gain two life man Meh. Minus two ability. Create a one-one red devil token uh creature token at with when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. This is typical devils. Typicals. This is one thing I like. They kept the flavor going. They kept the the feel of the devil, I guess, tribe they're trying to create. Let's keep on going. Negative seven. Target player discards seven cards and loses seven life. 
realistically, if you get to seven, sure. Now, with the casualty X, this is this is good. The problem is right now, it's not fitting anywhere, not in any particular deck. Now, there's talk, oh, it could benefit here, it can benefit over there. But realistically, this play this card has no true home. What I'm gonna tell you is how I personally feel and how I would do this. Right now, I'm going to sell it right now. Why? Because like I said, it has no home. But, but you wait two weeks from now where this card is going to be maybe, I'm going to say seven, uh, $7.50 to maybe $10 because right now it's at 30 plus. Ridiculous price. Absolutely ridiculous. It should never be anywhere near $30 at the particular moment because there's no home for it. If I'm wrong, do me a favor. Email me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com and let me know otherwise. Hell, reach me out on Twitter at mtgectoplasm to tell me otherwise where this this particular card has a home. But in two weeks' time, I'm going to tell you to buy this card. Hands down, buy, buy, buy this card in two weeks' time. Why? Because it's already lost most of the value. And this is when people, this is when brewers start get together and they start figuring the cards out. Usually the it cards, the same way it cards don't get solved right away. They get solved later. So that's why I'm telling you, you may want to hold on to your shekels or if you have the card, sell it, get your money worth and then eventually come and get them. Because let me, I'm going to be honest with you. I ended up, like I tell you guys all the time, I ended up getting three Tarmogoyfs in a pre-release. Unbelievable. When it first came out, people were like, what the heck is this card? This card's absolute trash. It's fecal material. All of a sudden, Lorwyn comes out, boom, becomes one of the best cards ever, ever, ever in green for two mana. That's what's going to happen with this card. We're going to find out eventually that this is going to be one of these cards that we should have gone, ah, damn, I bought too high, and that sucks, but now that I'm buying low, it's perfect. So, realistically, I like this card, but not for 35 bucks. No, I don't. So, sell, but buy later. Now, let's see what the next card is. The next card is Avian Heartstabber. That's right. Heartstabber. I love that. It's a blue and it's a black. It's a 1-1 one, one flying bird assassin. I haven't seen a bird assassin in a while. I've seen birds, but never assassin birds. And it reads, as long as there are five or more men of you among the cards in your graveyard, even Heartstabber gets plus two, plus two, and has death touch. Whenever avian Heartstabber dies, Mill two cards and then draw a card. Let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I love this card. Let me tell you why. First things first, it has evasion. I'm a spear player, okay? If you haven't can't tell by MTG ectoplasm or the fact that I got a ghost behind me and says that's Bushid or the little ghosts hanging around the background. I love evasion. 
Why? Because I don't have to worry about going, oh, I got to put trample. I got to worry about their creatures that are on the ground and I got to do something to eventually do damage to my opponent. Why should I have to worry about that when I got flying? Now, this bird assassin, okay, it's two mana. And it's specific mana. It's not like a blue and a generic or a black and a generic. It's a blue and a black. So I have to pray that I get actual blue and black to ca- you know to cast this card. So that's that's where I'm like, mm. but I do love this card because it goes as long as there are five or more mana value among the cards in your graveyard, it gets plus two plus two and death touch. You're telling me, and I'm going to be, let's be honest with one another, shall we? You're telling me in blue and black that we can't sit there and get five mana cost in the graveyard? We can't? Just saying. Hell, you could sit there and go for ish and giggles. Hey, I'm going to sit there and thought he's my opponent. And then eventually go, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, let's say fatal push and then go, you know what? They're playing this spell. I'm going to force a negation. That That's five. I already got a 2-2 two, two flying, you know, uh, sorry, a 3-3 three, three death toucher. This card's solid. I like this card. I'm a fan of this card. And one thing I do like about it, too, is that when it dies, you get to get a card. Hello, why can't us spirit players get a card when our creatures die? The only drawback is, oh, it mills too. So guess what? If there's another uh, avian heart stabber on the battlefield, it may have just gotten its plus two, plus two. If this bad boy didn't get it or a bad girl didn't get it, you kidding me? It feeds itself. It pays for itself. Yeah, there's a minor drawback, but hey, tell me where in magic there isn't a drawback. This card, hands down, between you and I, is a buy. Hands down, I would go out of my way to buy this if Ravishing lets me. You let me do it, Ravishing? (laughs) Okay, she's giggling, so that means maybe. No, that's that's a definite no. She's not going to let me. Okay, let's see what the next card is, shall we? The next card is Unlucky Witness. One red, it's a 1-1 human citizen. I love the name of this unlucky witness. When unlucky witness dies, exile the top two cards of your library. Sorry. When unlucky witness dies, exile the top two cards of your library. Okay. Until your next end step, you may play one of those cards. That's solid. That's solid as can be. And the fact that it's a one-mana creature, realistically, this fits in several decks in red. Now, realistically, is it going to re- you know take spaces that are already f- being filled, that are being filtered in, as in Darcy? No. Is it going to replace Raghavan? No. But I guarantee. There's some decks out here, and personally, I'm thinking of several decks that I would actually, that I've actually brewed with that are in my back room that I would love to add this card. Will it see competitive play? Why wouldn't it? 
Why wouldn't it? You get to sit there and exile the top two cards of your library, and potentially you may have a game winner. You may have a bolt. You may have uh, uh, maybe another land that you didn't weren't able to draw. This 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 is solid, and especially at uncommon, ladies and gentlemen, this is a buy. To me, this is a solid buy. Now, if this card is going over for two dollars and fifty cents. Mm, wait just wait but this is a solid card i i like unlucky witness let's look at the next card ravishing if you don't mind and the next card is uh, tenacious underdog if you can't tell it's a generic and black a three two human warrior let me just tell you two mana three two solid Solid, solid, solid. Let's keep on reading, shall we? Blitz. Renata, why don't you read the Blitz for me? Sure. Blitz. Two generic, two black, pay two life. If you cast a spell for its Blitz cost, it gains haste and when this creature dies, draw a card. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. You may cast Tenacious Underdog from your graveyard using its Blitz ability. Now, can we be honest with one another? We know, you, I, both know that the Blitz ability is a meh ability. You're really going to want to pay four mana and give up two life to pay play a three two why why i would never ever pay four mana for a three two ever and the fact that oh it dies and i get to draw a card what are you kidding me i'd rather play grave lighter Okay, that's a three mana card, a black and two generic, two two flyer. And if I a creature didn't die, oh, you're telling me everybody gets to sacrifice a card? That's more beneficial than this guy. The only reason why I actually like the card is the fact that it's two mana three two. That's hard and really tough to deal with. But there's so much removal currently in the modern game and in pioneer this card is a straight up meh sell 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 this card as much as i want to like it mm-mm, mm-mm. it somewhat hits you in the right spots but it will let you down almost 110 percent of the time and i can't wait to be proven wrong i would love to be proven wrong about this card Ravishing, shall we? Let's look at the next card, shall we? And this body launderer. I love the name. Two generic and two black. It's a 3 3 org rogue with death touch. Solid. And this is our first mythic. And it reads whenever another non token creature you control dies, body launderer connives. Okay. That's nothing to sneeze about. When Body Launderer dies, return another non-rogue creature card 
with equal or less power from your graveyard to the battlefield. See, this is where they lost me on this card. The connive ability is solid, especially for four mana, a 3-3 death toucher. You had me. You really had me until the last line. Why can't I get a rogue? Is the, is the ability too strong, too overwhelming for the opponent? Let's be realistically, shall we? In modern, how many times do we ever really get to play a four-mana cost creature? Next to nil. Next to nil. The only time we can get to play a card in that way is if we have to ramp to go get it like Prime Time, Primeval Titan. I know some of you are like, well, how about Ugin? How about, uh, you know, uh, Worm Coil Engine? We're using Tronlands, aren't we? That's ramping them out. If we could ramp this thing, maybe. But the fact that, why wouldn't I not want to put him in a rogue deck? It fits the feel of a rogue deck. And the fact that you're telling me I don't get a rogue? I can't find a rogue? I can't play a rogue from this? No, this no, this is wrong. It doesn't feel right. I don't think it's right. And for me, as much as I want to sit there and like it, for 3-3, three, three, a death touch, that's a solid body and a hell of an ability with connive. Sell. Sell, sell, sell this card. I want to like this card, but mm, no, it does not meet my standards. Sorry. You know what? I, I'm bothered. Get this card off the screen, please. Let's get let's go find the next one. Ledger Shredder. A generic and blue, a one three. Okay, not bad here. It, it, it reminds me of uh, you know, uh, Supreme Phantom here with a one three, you know, little little toughness here with a big booty. It's a flying sp- a bird advisor, and it reads whenever a player casts their second spell each turn, Lead Shredder connives. Connives is draw a card. Then discard a card, and if you discard a non-land card, put a plus one plus one token on this creature. Okay. I want to like this card, just because of the fact that it has invasion. I really, really, really want to like this card, but whenever a player casts their second spell. Each turn. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't a modern card. It may be a pioneer card. But this is meant for, this is hands down, commander. Will it see play? Of course, people are nervous about spirits. They're nervous about things like that because they want a big booty like this creature has a big booty. But the fact, oh, their second spell each turn. How many times have opponents played multiple spells on your turn? Well, the first one is to destroy a creature you have and then play one of their own. Well, if this is on the battlefield, you don't think they're going to want to destroy this so it stops it from being a 2-4? Just saying. (sighs) Watsy, what are you doing here? It's a sell. 
sell this card. I love the fact that it has evasion. I like the fact that it has a big booty, but it's a sell. Let's look at the next one, shall we? Now. Now. Now we're cooking here. You can already tell. My 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 spirits have been uplifted here. Void render. A white, a blue, a black, an instant. This spell cannot be countered. What can I say? It cannot be countered. I love cards like this. Now it says destroy target non-land permanent. Mm. Why can't this be like a vindicate? Why can't this be vindicate with just being an additional blue mana? Can't be countered. Let me destroy any and every permanent. I could destroy any and ever any non-land permanent. Okay, fine. But it can't be countered. I, I this is gonna fit so well in decks, in control decks. This is gonna fit control decks. I know some of you miscreants out there, and I and I say this lovingly, okay, in the spirit squad, that you're gonna want to try to shove this in spirits to see how it works. And you know what? I'm gonna applaud you. Go ahead, try. I want you to try. I don't give a damn if it's Andre Segura or D Star or a gentleman who I'm going to have on my show Thursday at 5 p.m. live. He went second place in the Pioneer Challenge. Hint, hint, wink, wink, REMF. I'm not going to say any more than that, but you, you better be here. It's going to be a great show. REMF, Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live here. I can see him wanting to do a void render potentially because that guy, he knows this is a solid card. And the fact that right now it's a, it's a little. Mm. Now, how long would I wait before I purchase this? I'd probably wait one week after release one week after release. And then I'm buying, buying this card left and right i don't care what ravishing says I'm, I, I probably got a hidden credit card that she don't know oh shit i shouldn't have said that but i'm buying this card so this card's a buy 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 it it's a moral imperative I, I love this card i truly hands down love this card let's look at the next card shall we next one is tainted indulgence a blue a black an instant yeah this is the martini glasses I love this card, and I if I could give me a martini glass with this, well, well go ahead, Ravishing. I see. Yeah, I like the artwork on it. Why? Because it's a martini glass. No, I just like the colors and the vibrancy of the color. And so, what happens, ladies and gentlemen? By last week, there's a a uh, martini bar uh, that's near us called the Mix, and they make the best martinis ever. If you're ever in the Jersey Shore area, and you go to Long Branch. Check out the, you know, the mix, the best mar- martini bar ever. And I hate to say, there's a there's a martini that looks very, very similar to these martinis, potential martinis right here, these spirited martinis. But let's keep on reading. It says, draw two cards, then discard a card unless there are five or more mana value among the cards in your graveyard. 
where have I seen this five mana or more? Oh, that's right. We had that bird assassin, right? So if we had that bird assassin that would do exceptionally well, why would we not think that this here, Tainted Indulgence, would not be equally good? Just saying. Why would we not? Watsy, I know what you're doing here. I'm wise to the game. You are going to improve rogues. This here, hands down, is a card that benefits rogues 110%. And why would not why wouldn't a rogues tribal deck not want to add this in? Why wouldn't a blue black deck not want to include this? This card is insane. It's bonkers. I love this card. Now people are going, well, Dwight, you see, now you're going crazy on me. You're going, you're going local, right? Because there's cards out there for one mana that you can use. Yeah, there's other cards out there for two mana that you get to draw a card and then eventually you get to rearrange your deck or you can scry. Really? Dwight, have you not heard of Opt or con- uh, 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 Consider? Have you not considered Consider? Let me just tell you, I like this card a lot. And the fact that it's uncommon, you're going to get this thing on the cheap. I'm a buy. I'm a buy on this card. Now, everything, let's let's look at the next card, shall we? And the next one is Maestros Diabolist. A blue, a black, a red, A1-4. So another uh, van, uh, creature with a big booty. And this is a huge, he doesn't got a tiny booty. It's not a medium booty. It's not an extra large booty. This is, yo, he's got junk in the trunk. This vampire warrior has death touch and haste. Whoa, not bad. Not bad here. Let's keep on reading what this bad boy does. And he says, whenever Maestro's Diabolist attacks, if you do not control a devil token, create a tapped and attacking one red, one one red devil creature token with with when this creature dies, deals one damage to any target. That's all I can say, ladies and gentlemen. A 1-4? Really? Haste? Death touch? And we get to create a 1-1? No. No. This, This card will never, ever... This will be cleaning up gerbil cages or cleaning a iguana you know people are gonna line uh i don't i i don't know they're gonna they're gonna use to clean up spackle this card that's how bad this card is this is horrific to sit there and call this card trash is insulting trash i would like to be proven wrong i'm gonna say i'm gonna double down Reach out to me, mtgectoplasm at gmail.com or at Yahoo, uh, sorry, at uh, twitter.com, uh, sorry, twitter, uh, mtgectoplasm. Let me know. 
where am I wrong? If you're watching live right now, tell me, go in the chat. Tell me, where am I wrong? This card is absolute fecal material. I This, this card sucks. It's sell. Sell this card. Sell, sell, sell. Awful, awful, awful. Hell, I'm spitting all over myself. That's how bad I hate this card. Uh, uh, please change it. I am already disgusted. Okay, now we got our first uh, our first bant. Okay, this young lovely young lady is. Uh, how would you pronounce this, sweetheart? Lagre- Lagrella. Lagrella or Lagrilla. I'm gonna go with Lagrilla because in Spanish, two L's is a Y. So Lagrilla, the magpie, a green, a white, and a blue, a two three. Not bad. That's solid. And it's a human soldier, of course. More humans, right? And more soldiers. When Lagria the magpie enters the battlefield, exile any number of other target creatures controlled by different players until Lagria leaves the battlefield. When an exiled card enters the battlefield under your control, this way, put two plus one plus one counters on it. I want to like this card. I do. Because there's so much. And one thing I've learned in life, when they put a lot of text in, there was a lot of thought into the card. And they had to clean up the card because it was too strong to begin with. And they had to figure a way to balance this card. Now, is there a way to break this card? At the current moment, I I don't see it. But this is the first card I will tell you that I'm not going to buy, but I'm not going to sell. I'm going to watch. This is one card that I'm going to tell you that I'm not sure about. I have feelings. I have certain reservations. Now, will, will I see in modern? Probably not. Will I see it in Pioneer? If people feel, you know, froggy, they want to try something, then what they want to jump, Sure. Realistically, I see this being played in Commander once again. This feels like Commander. So right now, this is the first card that I don't even have a symbol for to do, but this is a watch, wait, and see. There's something about it that says, I want to purchase this because there's something that has what the French called the little bit of the je ne sais quoi, a little bit of I don't know what. And I like it, but I don't I don't like it either. So let's wait and see together and get our ideas together, shall we? Now let's look at the next one. And the next one is Endless Detour, a green, a white, a blue, another Bant instant. Uh, the owner of target spell, non-land permanent, or card in a graveyard puts it on top or on the bottom of their library. just the image gives me a headache ladies and gentlemen and the fact that this is a rare you're telling me there's a card in the graveyard target spell non-land permanent or a card in the graveyard so 
Okay, so see, there's a a card on the battlefield. We can put, go into the bottom or bon, uh, bottom or top of the graveyard. Or sorry, library. Or there's a card in the graveyard that can go on top or bottom. I've seen cards like this come and go. This is this is just Watsy reworking and replaying this this game to recycle cards and card ideas. This card. No, this is a sell, absolute sell. Just can we come on, Watsy? I, I, I think they were just trying to throw stuff against the wall and hoping, hope, hoping that something would stick. And this doesn't stick; it stinks. Let's get to the next one, and that's Corpse Appraiser. Ooh, I love the art on this. It's a blue. It's a black. It's a red. It's a three-three vampire rogue. There you go. Look, ladies and gentlemen, then I say the rogues. When Corpse Appraisal enters the battlefield, exile up to one target creature card from a graveyard. Okay, not bad. If a card is put into exile this way, look at the top three cards of your library. Okay, I'm liking this. Then put one of them cards in your hand and the rest in your graveyard. For a three three for three something that that mana value. It's good. And the fact that it's an uncommon, it's not bad. Now, realistically and honestly, do I see it being played in modern? Too slow. How about pioneer? Potentially so. Potentially. There's a part of me that really likes this card a lot, but don't don't know how it fits currently or what deck would want this card. But I'm going to tell you right now, I think there's potential for it. And anytime I see a three-mana creature for 3-3 three, three that has potential, I always buy on potential. And this card, I'm going to buy with potential because that's how much I think this card may may make a difference let's look at the next card we have extraction extraction specialist it's a two generic and a white a three two human rogue it has lifelink so great another human card three two that is when Extractionist Specialist enters the battlefield, return target creature card with mana value two or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. This creature cannot attack or block for as long as you control Extraction Specialist. There's a part of me that hates this card just because of the fact that the last sentence, the creature can't attack or block for as long as you control extraction specialist. So why the hell would I go into the graveyard and try to get a card that's two mana value or less onto the battlefield? And I'm going to tell you why. And this is why. There's an ability on it that's consistent across the board. For example, uh, let's say... Um, uh, oh, it's, a, it's a spirit. It's a one-way, three-generic. Yeah, obviously it doesn't meet the standard here, but uh, when Windborn Muse, okay, let's say Windborn Muse meets this criteria. Yeah, he has it has an ability 
that says whenever a creature attacks, they have to pay two mana to, to attack. That's just how this particular card would play. You got to find creature cards that have a static ability across the board that sit there and allow you to do things. Uh, so they end up becoming like a enchantment. Oh, did I just think of Esper Sentinel? Didn't I? One mana Esper Sentinel? So whenever your opponent plays a, a card, they have to pay one. And if they don't, you get to draw a card. This benefits, and both uh, both are warriors. I mean, I think both are humans too. One's a sorry, one's a warrior, and I think this this is a human rogue. This here benefits, so this is where that works. The only thing I don't like about it is the fact that the creature can't attack or block, so it turns the creature into a pseudo enchantment. Now, do I see this thing being played or? Can you know played a lot? No. Is it something that I would probably want to have two of just to to have in my collection? Yeah. But a three two life linker for three mana. I'm gonna tell you to buy. I'm gonna tell you to buy the card. Just because of the fact that if you're gonna build a deck around just that idea that I told you about. It works. It fits. Oh, why wouldn't you not want your creature with that ability to come back onto the battlefield? Yeah, it sucks that it can't attack or block, but it's a buy. I like this card. I fooled you, didn't I? I love the fact that I fooled you. Now let's look at the next card, shall we? The next card is, of course, the one card that everybody's talking about because it creates an infinite combo. Infinite mana. It's Luxure's Jada's Gift. One generic mana, legendary artifact equipment. It reads, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each counter on it. Not bad. Equipped permanent isn't a planeswalker and is a creature in addition to its other types. Cool. Equipped planeswalker is one generic. Equipped creature, three generic. Unless you are going to sit there and put this on Devoted Druid. This card sucks. Hands down, absolutely sucks. But if you're going to be playing that combo, right? It was like a Devoted Devastation was the, was the, uh, the deck that it was. I can see some... Some knucklehead gonna try to sit there and make this thing a thing. And if they do, the price point on this bad boy is going to shoot through the roof. Right now, I wouldn't purchase it, I'd wait till two weeks and then I'd buy, but out and out this card is a sell. Sell, sell, sell. I'm not a fan of this card, and the only reason why I purchase it is just for the combo of Devoted Devastation. Trust me, there's other artifacts out there for one mana, especially in our uh, equipment, that are better cards than this. Let's look at the next one, shall we? Fisting Riggers. Two generic and a green. Renata, do me a favor, read this card. Enchantment. Hideaway 5. When this enchantment enters the battlefield, 
look at the top five cards of your library. Exile one face down, then put the rest on the bottom in a random order. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Then, if you control a creature with power seven or greater, you may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost. It's it's begging for uh, uh, hardened skills. I'm not going to talk more about this card. It's a sell. Don't like it. Don't think it's good. No, there's nothing about this card that says, hey, play me for three mana. No, no, this it's a commander card. It's not it's not worth time in modern and pioneer sell. Let's look at the next one. Widespread thievery has same thing. A hideaway for it's a two generic and a red enchantment. It says whenever you cast a multicolored spell, create a treasure token. Okay, not bad. When you pay. Uh, a white, blue, black, red, and a green. If you do, you may play the exile card without paying its mana cost. Sell. Sell this card. Awful. 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 Kidding me? Trash. Let's get rid of that one. Next card. Cemetery Tampering. A two generic and a black. It has hideaway again. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may mill the three type of cards of your library. Then if you if there are 20 or more cards in your graveyard, you may play the exile card without paying its mana cost. Unless you're playing a mill deck, sell. Sell. I'm not a fan of these cards. Sell, sell, sell. Let's look at the next one. Devilish Valet, two generic and a red. Trample Haste, Devil one, uh, Devil Warrior, one three has alliance. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, double Devilish Valet's power until end of turn. Unless you're building a Devil Tribal deck, sell, sell. You you seeing where we're going here now? Let's look at the next card. Now. This card is a cute card that, you know, as part of Spike said, hey, you know, I want to do. And the reason why is because I'm as Moreno called the kid, the card, kid, the blah, blah, right? From Modern Horizons 2. You have a cook, and now you have Roko, the Caterberry Caterer, a generic red or green and a white. When Roko, the Caterberry Caterer, enters the battlefield, you may, uh, if you cast it, you may research a library for a creature card with a mana value X or less and put it into the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Well, if you don't pay any mana, call the geese to geese or kish to kish to card that, that the, 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 the devilish chef comes on the battlefield. And for 3 1, not bad. Not bad. But unless you're playing that deck, sell, sell that card. <sighs> now leaves the last card, last card of the evening. Shadow of Mortality. 13 generic, 13. A black, a black avatar, seven, seven spirit. My even my wife made the face like, holy crap, thirteen. This thing's fifteen mana. If your life total is less than your starting life total, this mana, this spell's cost is X less to cast, where X is the difference. Okay, so let's see. 
really bad version of Death Shadow. That's what everybody's calling this. But there is a deck out there that can use this, and there's a potential for the card, but it's only for one deck. It doesn't meet the criteria of being in multiple decks uh, like some other cards. Now, this is one card that I'm going to tell you that generally I would say sell. But this is a card that I'm going to tell you buy. And why? Because this is a card that is so weird that doesn't make any sense that will find a home eventually. And this card will be of value. Quote me here. This card will be of value. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be two weeks. It may not even be a year from now. But this card will find a home, and it will, will be better than what you think it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Aspiring Spike's list or tier list of what he thinks are some of the best cards out there. And I'm telling you, buy or sell. Now, I could have done a top 10 like every everybody in their house, everybody else, but I wanted to do something different. I want to thank Aspiring Spike for making a tier list and putting himself out there to sit there and, you know, take criticism. Bravo. Bravo to the, the young man. It takes, it takes gonadal fortitude to do so. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for coming to the show and watching. If you can put the single view for me, please. Uh, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, it means a lot to me. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, you want to come back here, okay? Thursday, 5 p.m. So one of the earlier shows I've ever done. Thursday, 5 p.m., I'm having REMF. This is a young man who came in second in a Pioneer Challenge. Second in a Pioneer Challenge using banned spirits. He's a he's This young man is from Brazil. Um, where it, there may be some communication issue uh, communicating with one another, but I believe his information is key if you're looking to kick ass in Pioneer and the fact that the Pro Tour, the first one is they're leading up with Pioneer, you may want to listen what to this, this young man has to say. So do me a favor. Join me Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I will have REMF, R-E-M-F, excuse me, live on this show. Now, there's one thing I have left to say. The next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's Bushit. We're out.